Welcome to our new episode of The World of Running by Geeks on Feet. I'm your host, Aditi Pandya. We all like some thrills, or as some say, an adrenaline rush. For some, it could be jumping off the cliff, albeit with all safety, whereas for us runners, it could be chasing a PB. And like everything else, it requires preparations. In today's episode, we will be discussing 5K training. While the distance is short, it requires every part of our body to be engaged, be it aerobic training, VO2 max, or strength training. Our guest for today is Samir Joshi. Samir is a certified strength and conditioning specialist from National Strength and Conditioning Association of USA. Samir is certified nutritionist from Precision Nutrition and is also a certified running coach from United Endurance Sports Coaching Academy. Samir himself is an avid long-distance runner for over a decade with a marathon PB of 3 hours and 6 minutes. Samir runs his own venture by the name of Pushing Limits Integrated Fitness Solutions. He is currently mentoring aspiring individuals on their holistic well-being through his running, fitness and nutrition programs. Before starting his venture, Samir worked in the IT industry for over 16 years. Welcome to our show, Samir. Uh, Thanks, Aditi. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to share some thoughts on this topic with my fellow runners. So, Samir, just to give you a little texture, when I started running, I used to love sprinting and it took me a while to actually uh, become more mature as a runner and graduate to a medium distance of half marathon and then uh, a marathon. And I personally feel that 5K is an excellent way to build speed and also a way to set myself how fast I am as a time trial. And also for beginners, it's a great way to start the journey. It's not daunting. So I just wanted to ask you, what format do you prefer? Is it a long or a short format of race? Uh, well, Aditi, uh, at the risk of sounding generic and indecisive Uh, as a race i would say i like both formats Uh, and that's simply because each offers a distinct and unique set of challenges to a runner Uh, the shorter version such as the 5k uh, tests your pain tolerance and your ability to run as fast as possible for a duration of about say 30 minutes or maybe even lesser Uh, While the longer formats such as your 10Ks, your half or full marathons, they put your uh, long duration and long distance uh, muscular and neural endurance to test. So really there's no uh, uh, favorite for me here. I would say I prefer both. Yeah, so so by the way, I follow you on Strava and I see how dedicated and how well managed your trainings are for the upcoming marathon that you are preparing for. And um, I want to ask you my next question is what are the key components of 5K training? Uh, so Aditi, just like many uh, other aspects of life in general, uh, here in a 5K training as well, I would say you need to start with a, a performance goal. Uh, that is uh, realistic and manageable without a reasonable time frame. Uh, If this is your first 5K, uh, your objective should be to just finish it. Uh, If it is not your first, then you will target to run it faster than what you did the last time. 
improvement is and always has to be incremental so you need to try to foster an environment where even the the smallest of your personal improvements and increments are celebrated so and as time progresses and as you evolve as a runner a bigger picture will naturally evolve and you will start understanding and honing your physical capabilities and all the relevant mindset for a runner and you might get more objective in terms of your specific timing goals for the future uh, now once you have a reasonable goal in mind the next step would be to physically strengthen your uh, body systems by body systems i mean your cardiovascular your muscular your nervous systems your connective tissues and of course your energy systems so equally important along with your physical abilities uh, will be your mindset and how you mentally approach your training often runners are plagued by say bouts of negative mindset low confidence and other aspects of life generally hijack your training to a good extent Uh, but one needs to train the mind to hit the reset button before every run focus on the task on hand and perform every workout at the desired intensity so personally i always believe every run should have a meaning uh, easier said than done unless you are a professional runner balancing your non running activities and running is pretty critical uh, if running doesn't pay your bills <laughs> which is the case for most of us then whatever does it has its own rightful place in life and running really can't become all encompassing uh, they say all work and no play makes uh, jack a dull boy but if i am to paraphrase this for a runner uh, all run and no rest no recovery and some kind of uh, mindless eating uh, will make this very same jack a burnt out runner so balance and moderation are pretty key and when it comes to training itself uh, aditi uh, instant gratification never works in running so your training sure. should always be grounded in consistency and patience so unless a situation is uh, life threatening don't miss a workout and as i already mentioned you need to have faith in the journey and strive for one incremental step at a time in the right direction and as training progresses uh, you need to incorporate and fine tune your paced and timed workouts and you need to run some kind of objective time tri- trials once in a while to keep monitoring and evaluating your progress and ultimately you have the race itself so these i would say are the key components that we need to keep in mind while training for a 5k race so uh, so you resonated uh, and you comprehended it really well samir you know now i want to actually come uh, towards 5k training itself and i personally think that uh, we all get uh, very uh, i mean as a individual i do get inspired by a lot of fellow runners and and i keep asking them uh, about their training plan but uh, somewhere i feel that just to copy paste a online plan or 
just to follow somebody else's plan uh, might not be the right way to train for any particular race and to train ourselves does require some kind of maneuvering and trying out newer things uh, during the training itself because otherwise we go through a lot of uh, say aches and pains so i want to talk about mileage and intensity that suits an individual when we train for a 5k training can you talk about the general volume and intensity guidelines for uh, picking up a 5k training uh, as you rightly said aditi when it comes to uh, volume or intensity uh, one needs to adopt a goldilocks approach not just for 5k training i would say for pretty much any kind of uh, distance training so one size will never fit everybody here so you need to explore and find that balance that is just about right for you uh, but this is easier said than done a lot of trial and error needs to go into finding this balance and this is pretty unique to every runner every runner has his or her own uh, distinct pain and uh, fatigue tolerance so to speak uh, to different load and intensity and also has a unique response to the different physical stimulus and what we call as a progressive overload in strength and conditioning parlance uh, within the limits of getting injured right if you are an experienced runner any new program uh, you should start at a level that is on par with your current training and fitness and if you are a beginner you need to start with a minimal stimulus Uh, as an example for minimal stimulus you can start with a run and walk combination and then incrementally ramp up from there so there are two popular approaches towards building intensity and volume one is called as this 10% rule which recommends increasing your volume uh, 10% on a weekly basis and it claims to minimize your risk towards injury but this number is not really backed by any scientific research this number can be either too less or too aggressive depending on whether you are a novice or an experienced runner and the second approach is called as this 3 week rule approach and this is more practical uh, here uh, after jumping your volume and intensity in a particular week you will hold the same for about 3 weeks you will allow the body to respond and adapt to the new stimulus and then switch to higher gears but all said and done again you need to listen to your body uh, before you make any adjustments to either the volume or intensity so as you mentioned the 10 uh, 10% increment and the 3 week rule um one needs to adapt and tune to any of the formats that they choose or any any other format they they choose right and each format brings a level of nuances with them and having said this uh, if you have been running for a while transcending behaviors and training aptitudes from one format to the other will always help so for example if i've been training for a marathon Uh, have been putting in long longer mileage then coming back to a 10k training i'm sure some of the behavioral aspects will transcend to it so one of the aspect is optimal recruitment of muscles for performance based on the distance so i want to ask you for 5k what is what is the guidance on muscle build up and recruitment 
at this point i would want to bring your attention to what is called as the size principle uh, there is a common misconception among runners and non runners alike that your muscles say your calves or your hamstrings are a single unit and all the muscle fibers inside them either turn on or or turn off at the same time to perform a particular contraction or activity and this misconception also leads to the belief that all running workouts train all fibers within your working muscle uh, it's common to hear experienced runners boasting that they run fast because that the, that trains the muscles more intensely than when they run slow honestly it can't be further from truth here uh, just like the other things in the body your muscles are also built smart fibers within a muscle get recruited only if they need to be recruited so you might use the same calf for both walking and running but the number of fibers that get recruited while walking is typically far too less compared to running and the same size principle also applies when fewer fibers get recruited in a slow long run versus a short fast run so in this context there are three types of fibers within every muscle these are called as the slow twitch the intermediate fast twitch and fast twitch now these get recruited in quote unquote a ladder fashion whenever your muscle is worked the lowest rung in this ladder is your uh, slow twitch muscle this is used almost always for your low intensity activities like walking and jogging now as the intensity or in the case of a runner as the pace increases so along with the slow fibers intermediate fibers also get recruited and if you increase the pace further the fast twitch fibers wake up along with the other two types so as you can see uh, different fiber types respond to different intensity and pace requirements and stimulus if you are a long distance runner it's highly unlikely that you will ever use your fast twitch fibers so your training can focus on optimizing the slow and the intermediate fiber types but if 5k is your go to race then you will do well to design a program that will recruit and work all three types of fibers long story short if all your life you have run long and easy and one fine day you wake up and run an all out 5k believe me all that you will remember in the end is really sore muscles that's simply because all that you trained was your slow twitch fibers and your intermediate and fast twitch fibers were simply not ready to fire understood samir this is also goes to show that it will require all the three muscles to be recruited at a particular time when we are going to actually opt for a 5k race and at some point or the other knowingly or unknowingly they will be firing in their own sweet manner so um in a 5k race we recruit all three types of muscle fibers and each of them needs to be trained independently for an optimal performance as you said earlier um so let's start from the lowest rung how do we train our slow twitch fibers three words here slow distance running now there's a myth that running long and slow makes one slow but what slows you is not slow pace 
but it's your inability to train smartly and employ the complete range of workouts that recruit all fiber types that are needed for speed as previously discussed this includes your slow twitch fibers also and these respond best to slow stimulus through distance running at a conversational pace you can reap the benefits of increased slow twitch fiber strength stronger connective tissues increased mitochondrial density by the way mitochondria are the powerhouse of your aerobic uh, energy generation so these uh, runs at conversational pace also increase your capillary density and they increase your glycogen reserves inside the slow twitch fibers they build a more powerful heart in terms of its pumping capacity and also facilitate a better neural recruitment of the slow twitch fibers and all of this translate to better running economy while all these are benefits that a long distance runner reaps from these so called lsd runs uh, these are also critical component in a 5k runner's training program the emphasis here is on keeping the pace conversational or to get more technical it's at it's about keeping your pace at technically at about 65 to 75% of your vo2 max uh, often runners make these runs a bit too fast it might look good on their garmin or strava profiles or wherever but yeah. that's a mistake that one can ill afford uh, remember every run should have a meaning if you are a slave of pace and if you happen to glance ever so often at your watch to see the pace even on a long and slow run then i would suggest leave the watch behind and run by feel now of course uh, the 5k isn't the marathon right so you don't need to run distances such as 30 kilometers or more but runs that last about 90 to 120 minutes uh, once a week uh, will ensure that you develop the required aerobic capacity that is needed to run a fast 5k so as a general rule of thumb you should try to run 20% of your weekly mileage in these long runs understood samir i was smiling when you just said about strava garmin and <laughs> and i have been a victim of uh, my own paces and uh, i i almost felt guilty that i'm running slow as a principle and as a virtue i like speed so i want to talk about tempo runs how it improves our aerobic efficiency uh, as we understand these are fast paced runs how do they fit into training the slow twitch fibers aditya as we discussed uh, previously the size principle says that the fibers are recruited in a ladder fashion so running a tempo almost always recruits your 100% of your slow twitch fibers first before the other fibers fire now there are three different paces at which you can run a tempo run right your marathon pace your half marathon pace and a 60 minute pace mm-hmm. so these are paces that you can hold for a marathon distance a half marathon distance or for 60 minutes respectively but a word of caution here don't use these tempo runs as time trial right mm-hmm. don't run tempo runs mm-hmm. all out that is too hard an effort for a workout you are uh, uh, you will do well to reserve that kind of pace only for the Understood. race 
So uh, for our listeners, Samir, and this requires some level of maturity and understanding also, right? Because um, once we say tempo and we haven't even realized the difference between, say, uh, lactate threshold and VO2 max and a tempo and, and further drilling it down, um, how can one decide their tempo paces and how should one plan a tempo run efficiently? As you said, it's not really easy to predict your tempo paces. Uh, but uh, as a general guideline, you can consider your uh, marathon pace to be about 40 to 60 seconds slower than your 5K pace. Your half marathon pace can be about 25 to 40 seconds slower than the 5K pace. And your 60-minute pace uh, can be about 15 to 25 seconds slower per kilometer than your 5K pace. Specificity in training is uh, you will develop better efficiency for your 5k race uh, if you train closer to your 5k race pace. Mm -hmm. So your half marathon and 60 minute paces are the ones that you should pick for your tempo runs while training for a 5k. Mm. Uh, if you're running tempo at half marathon pace, you can schedule the work. Uh, if you're running tempo at half marathon pace, you can schedule the run to be about 20 to 25 minutes long and if you're running at your 60 minute pace then you would do well to restrict it to about 15 to 20 minutes now these tempo runs when they are done correctly they place a lot of good stress or in technical terms it's called as u stress on your neuromuscular system and as well as your connective tissues so it is also okay sometimes to break down these tempo runs into shorter repetitions of say five to 10 minutes with two to three minutes recovery in between. Uh, this will allow for recovery of your stressed systems and also allows you to reassess and adjust your pace and effort uh, accordingly in the subsequent repetitions. Hmm. Uh, typically, I would recommend doing about two to three tempo sessions per month and that should work for a very large range of runners. Understood. I want to touch base a bit on our VO2 max workouts now. And uh, say 5K races are very aerobically demanding. And uh, our performance is dependent on our ability to burn aerobic fuel, uh, which is, we have to say, carbohydrates and fats. Assuming we are well stocked with our fuel reserves, um, and that ability largely depends upon how fast and efficiently we can supply oxygen uh, to the cells in the muscle fibers. Now, uh, maximal oxygen consumption, that is VO2 max, which refers to the maximum amount of oxygen that an individual can utilize during intense exercise. So in this context of 5K training, how does one increase their VO2 max? Uh, as you rightly said, uh, indeed, 5K burns a lot of oxygen and uh, better performance means more oxygen consumption. One thing to note here is that your breathing is never a limiting factor. So what limits performance is your oxygen uptake and the subsequent utilization from the blood into the working muscles to produce the required energy. So this uptake largely depends on two things your capillary density and your mitochondrial density. So while your tempo and these longer runs take care of improving this density in your slow twitch fibers, 
the performance improvement will depend on doing the same for your intermediate fibers so ultimately these are the fibers that produce the force that is necessary for a really fast 5k and these are the fibers that also move more quickly than the slow twitching ones and that's where the vo2 max repetitions become so important understood and how should one carry out vo2 max intervals uh, for these vo2 max repetitions to be effective uh, you need to run at a, a minimum of 90% of your current vo2 max so less than this is ineffective and more effort than your maximal vo2 max only induces fatigue uh, not everybody uh, has the necessary means to get their vo2 max tested in the lab mm. and uh, typically these workouts are done at your current best uh, the emphasis is on current the current mm. best 10k 5k or your 3k timings so roughly your 10k timing maps to 90% of your vo2 mm. max your 5k maps to 95% mm. and 3k maps to 100% of your vo2 mm-hmm. max so for most runners who are training for 5k uh, the 5k pace is the best option to do their vo2 max repetitions mm-hmm. one thing to note is your vo2 max repetitions are best measured in time duration in minutes not distance Understood. because it is the time spent near vo2 max that matters mm-hmm. and not the distance you cover at that effort so a uh, typical duration for a repetition can be between 2 uh, to 6 minutes with about 2 to 2 to 4 minutes of recovery in between mm-hmm. and one vo2 max workout per week or alternating it with your tempo workouts on a weekly basis uh, can be considered as a good starting point understood so some now i want to talk about these short intervals right and they are a powerhouse of fast twitch muscles uh, they are also known as anaerobic interval training so can you talk about how to train anaerobic muscles typically the first say 150 to 250 meters of your 5k race is always powered by your as you said the anaerobic system hmm. right when you exhilarate of the start line your energy requirements go up immediately mm-hmm. but your aerobic system can't respond that quickly mm-hmm. uh, it takes about uh, 30 to 40 seconds for your lungs your heart and your blood stream to supply large volumes of oxygen to the hungry muscles Understood. until that happens it is this anaerobic system that comes to your rescue mm-hmm. so uh, running short repetitions of 30 40 seconds duration with long recovery intervals uh, allows you to train the anaerobic system to burn repeatedly and efficiently in the absence of this uh, aerobic power mm-hmm. but an interesting thing to note here aditi is that the term interval training right interval in quotes mm-hmm. it puts emphasis on the recovery oh. interval and not the actual run duration understood itself. the run the recovery has to be sufficiently long mm-hmm. this is extremely critical to ensure that before every new repetition or short burst starts you almost completely shut your aerobic system mm-hmm. off and start from scratch mm-hmm. with your anaerobic throttle if you keep the aerobic uh, engine running in the background uh, that does not really fire your anaerobic system at all and sufficiently long recovery is critical and that's pretty much the only way you can train the anaerobic engine understood also 
uh, as an added benefit right these short repetitions or intervals they also strengthen your mm-hmm. heart and they improve your leg speed mm-hmm. so to maximize the 5k raising benefit uh include about 2 to 3 sessions of these short repetitions on a monthly basis understood so for our listeners i want to focus on the interval term right so that is for the recovery and not actual fast running looking at the need of the hour and keeping comfort and safety in mind run mechanics have launched the online option for running form analysis which is simple and can be done at your convenience For online running form analysis runners need a smartphone and natural light runners can opt to run on treadmill or a road or a track this can be done in three simple steps log in and create your profile record your run and upload your video to know more about online running form analysis visit www.runmechanics.in So Samir I want to talk about uh, hill training and um, personally I find them very very dreadful and I sometimes I can also go to say that I I really fear and hate them but hearts of hearts I know that how it has multiple benefits and it it helps us to increase the volume of muscle fibers that we recruit while running and also our nervous system coordination between muscle fibers it is similar to resistance training um it helps in recruiting intermediate muscle fibers and and improves both aerobic and anaerobic energy So Samir how can we create a 5k workout from hill training and repeats uh, as you rightly said uh, aditi uh, personally even i consider uh, hill training as the uh, strength training equivalent for running so now we know that repetitions help and as you explained hills also have their benefits hmm. so uh, a smart and effective way to run hills is to do what we call as hill repeats so these mm-hmm. repeats can range anywhere from 30 seconds up to 2 minutes okay uh, with much longer rest intervals say about 4 to 5 minutes so these hill repeats improve your ability to generate force quickly and why so uh, that's because the inclines shorten the distance your legs travel downwards and they also require a higher force to fight gravity and together they improve your ability to generate higher muscular force so on a level terrain that will translate to a higher cadence a higher stride length and as we know these are the key determining factors for uh, increased pace so while picking hills it is important not go too steep that your running form itself goes for a toss and hills need to be run by effort not pace and that effort should typically feel harder than your 5k race itself and i have seen runners sprint back to the start line because they are going downhill and that feels easy but that leaves hardly any time for uh, recovery uh, instead you need to jog or walk downhill and restart every new hill repetition with fresh legs so these hill repeats by nature are pretty intense and they induce a lot of fatigue so i would say restrict them to about one per week one session per week 
and no more than two to three sessions per month. So, um, Samir, I also want to talk about um, a very important and rather neglected uh, aspect is downhill running, because naturally you get faster when you are running uh, downhill and uh, in that process we lose a lot of our energy so can you uh, explain uh, how downhill running helps if trained well okay uh, at this point before we get into the nitty gritties of downhill running itself uh, let's take a couple of minutes to discuss uh, the three kinds of contractions that your muscle can exhibit so one is called concentric contraction now think of your bicep curls right when you flex your biceps and lift the weight uh, off the ground and uh, show off your biceps <laughs> uh, if you have one that is uh, that's concentric contraction next is isometric so when you hold a regular elbow or palm plank that will be an isometric contraction on your core musculature and the third type the final type is eccentric contraction so while running when the foot touches the ground your front thighs or what we call as quadriceps are stretching but at the same time they are applying breaking breaking forces and making sure that you don't collapse on your knees and that's eccentric contraction nothing strengthens your quads more effectively for running than downhill strides or downhill tempo so for two reasons mm-hmm. this eccentric training needs to be part of your uh, 5k training program eccentric contractions produce higher forces than concentric contractions uh, there is research supporting that but let's not get into those details and owing to this mm-hmm. there is an increased training load on the muscle fibers and secondly eccentric mm-hmm. contractions induce what we call as doms delayed onset of muscle soreness it's a post workout muscle soreness that you will find more exaggerated with eccentric contractions so you will do well to incorporate this training so that you can immunize your legs against uh, the such soreness and downhill running also increases what we call as leg stiffness now this is not the lack of flexibility that stiffness usually means but it instead it is the measure of resistance to bending of your joints during dynamic movements like running less bending means less energy loss less time spent on ground and a better uh, and more efficient stride these together will translate to better knee lift better stride length and also a better cadence on flatter ground so to reap benefits uh, of downhill training you need to schedule separate and intense downhill sessions on a weekly basis to begin with say you can start with 4 uh, to 6 strides of about 30 seconds each and then slowly build it up to about uh, 10 strides maximum and once the legs get used to the stress that these stress strides induce you can incorporate longer downhill tempos maybe starting at about 5 minutes and going and doing up to about 10 to 12 minutes but a word of caution here uh, if you are a runner like me who is plagued by hamstring issues 
then you are better off skipping mm. these downhill runs altogether or being a little conservative in these downhill runs right these hamstring issues believe me are are, are a pain for life so samir this is a good uh, conversation that we had and we've almost covered all elements that get into a training now i want to actually talk about when and how should we start a goal based training right so um, as we all know that when we start we should always run at a current fitness level but there is a, a switch that needs to happen say for example if i'm aiming for a sub 25 minute 5k when is it that i should go to the next level uh, for the goal pace honestly lot of runners including myself uh, we tend to perform this goal pace runs or repetitions too early in the training cycle that is simply because uh, we get impatient and want to see okay is it possible to push the limit uh, right away training at race pace before you have achieved the goal pace fitness it only does more harm than good to all your nervous muscular and energy systems and of course your connective tissues too much too early can place excessive load and definitely it will lead to fatigue injury illness and what we call as an overtraining syndrome so in other words right your 5k effort repetitions should be based on your current fitness level as you rightly said and not what you expect it to be at the end of the training cycle current fitness means the pace mm-hmm. that you can run a 5k today so and as you continue to acquire the desired fitness over time and as the goal race approaches you will start incorporating goal pace repetitions so here you will first start with shorter repetitions at that pace uh, with larger rest intervals and progressively cut the rest mm. intervals and increase the repetition distance so i personally prefer to start mm. at 200 meters and never run run longer than say 1600 or 2000 meters at race pace per repetition and i normally keep the total intense volume at race pace per session to less than 8 kilometers and your rest interval duration should usually be a between 50 to 100% of your repetition duration so samir uh, now i want to talk about tune up races and generally we all do a tune up race to understand our body's reaction before the race it is like a revision that we do just before our exam that's it what is the ideal time to to go in for a tune up race so when you run a tune up race uh, depends largely on the distance you are targeting in that tune up race right if it's a 5k race itself uh, you can yes. run it say 2 weeks before the actual race and then expect yourself to completely recover by then hmm. but if you don't have a choice to run a 5k but instead you have to run a 10k race right as a tune up then 3 hmm. weeks before the final race would be better and if it's even mm. longer say it's a, uh, mm-hmm. a half marathon then try to keep a gap of 4 weeks between this tune up and your actual final race if no race is available within this time frame then uh, running a 5k time trial couple of weeks before the actual race should also suffice all right so so samir i also want to talk about um, the aspects which are related to a race 
and uh, and typically these are our running gear shoes and as runners we know that we are picky about specific gears especially a shoe uh, so um do you have any any suggestions with respect to shoes and and running gears uh, definitely shoes deserve a special mention here uh, research has shown that uh, if you drop your shoe weight by about 100 grams uh, your race time improves by 1% now 1% might not seem like much but for a 20 minute 5k runner that is a significant 12 seconds uh, your usual trainers weigh about yeah. say 300 grams while state of the art uh, racing flats racing shoes they weigh anywhere between about uh, 120 to 200 grams uh, many runners believe that doing hard workouts in heavier shoes builds stronger legs and that uh, racing in the lighter ones will make running that much easier uh, that's not really the case hmm. running in heavier shoes will hardwire your legs and strides differently compared to running in the lighter ones and that results in lesser efficiency when it comes to racing directly in lighter shoes so if you want to race fast in lighter shoes train hard also in lighter shoes now does that mean barefoot running would be the fastest since that will be the lightest research has shown that barefoot running on the contrary is the least efficient choice for fast running and that has to do with lack of cushioning so there is a sweet spot for cushion versus weight and that is about 80 to 100 grams and a weight anywhere below that becomes uh, counterproductive now before the barefoot uh, warriors pounds we are talking about performance here not just casual running and this is where research backs some amount of cushioning understand i want to now come to the race day right like all practice everything has to culminate on for that day and this is a short race it is for some of us it could be less than 30 minutes for others it could be less than 20 minutes so what are the things uh, samir according to you we should keep in mind just pre race pre race there are really a couple of old rules that anybody will do well to follow rule number 1 is to arrive early see you are already excited about the race and uh, you don't want to add to that excitement by arriving late uh, you, you never assume there will be sufficient parking for everybody right next to the race staging area so you might have to walk a long distance to reach the starting point and also make sure that your you, that you clear your bladders and bowels well ahead of the start time right and uh, if you plan to change into running gear at the venue so allocate yourself longer time than usual to do this because whether you want it or not your fingers will get extremely jittery at the venue and it's better to pin the belt yes. to the reining attire well in advance you don't want to poke yourself there and rule number 2 relates to your warm up routine right race day is not the time to experiment with it you will want to use the exact same routine that you have used during the training especially before your hard workouts now these pre race warm ups they serve a definitive physiological as well as psychological purpose it prepares you neuromuscularly and at the same time it puts you in a comfort zone 
uh, where you start experiencing familiar sensations that you get before hard workouts so automatically your muscles will loosen up and your raise anxiety can come down to a certain extent and now you will find faster and stronger looking runners right the, the emphasis on, is on looking their warm up routine might look more efficient and uh, say superhuman but race isn't the time to fall trap to such wanderings of the mind samir i i resonate to everything that you spoke and i want to now talk about the race uh one more thing before you start samir it is a 5k race and generally we do not have time to uh, uh, hydrate and take any additional nutrition during the race so samir can you speak about the actual race now sure uh, everything that you have done right or wrong for the past few weeks or months culminates in this so you will do well to remember a few things as the starting gun goes off right uh, i will list about six or seven things firstly uh, don't sprint off the start line so you must remember that the first 30 40 seconds will be mostly anaerobic and the faster you run the more harmful the byproducts you will accumulate uh this only means increased fatigue and a not so memorable race right get up to race pace quickly but don't sprint your body still obeys all rules of physiology even during the race and two uh, personally i find merit in negative or even splits and that is trying to run the second half faster or at the same pace as the first and for me that is also sign of a mature runner i don't like to bank time but many runners do that uh, they run the first half 15 to uh, 10 to 15 seconds per kilometer faster than 5k pace and uh, believe that they will find some room to wiggle in the later stages in all likelihood they won't they will only bonk thirdly the race is with yourself and the only finish line is at the end so don't sabotage it by doing mini battles midway with some hard charging runner that will only feed your ego for sure but does nothing good beyond that four be smart and draft off other runners this will reduce wind resistance and the amount of force you need to personally generate also psychologically it allows you to relax and not worry about pacing since you are letting the runner in front of you to worry about it five run yeah. tangents so if you see you are going to make a turn ahead start running towards the corner well in advance and if you are running a gradual curve run on the inner side of the curve six run most of the race at even effort not pace till the final sprint even pace is tough because that depends on a lot of external factors like weather terrain the other runners around you but gauging your effort requires lot of practice practice and practice and that's what your training is all about and finally don't quit when your brain yells quit this is just the brain trying to mess up with you it is just sounding a fatigue and self doubt alarm just try to ignore and hang in there 
Thank you, Samir. This is so important. I also want one more question and we are coming to an end and this is my last question. Can you talk about a post-race ritual that we should do? Post-race, of course, give yourself sufficient time to recover. And once you have adequately recovered both uh, physiologically and psychologically, make an objective assessment and target specific areas of concern. So questions such as, was the base training adequate to complete the distance? Did the program prepare you to go the distance at your targeted pace or effort? Did you achieve the target? And if the answer is no, then was it because the target was aggressive or was it a shortcoming in the training? And how was the race execution itself? So did you adhere to the race guidelines? Did you bonk? If you did, why did you bonk? And ultimately, you need to ask yourself, was it a good choice to run this race at all, given your other personal goals? And you need to ask yourself whether the race actually met your expectations in terms of, say, terrain, competition, and external or internal challenge. Aditi, all said and done, we must remember that this was just one race. Change things that clearly need changing and be patient with everything else. In summary, you need to train well and race smart. That's the beauty of this sport, I will say. So when we train better, we get fitter and we run faster. And there are absolutely no shortcuts here. And there is no luck whatsoever in running. Understood. So, um, Samir, this is really, really resonating. And while the distance is short, a person requires immense amount of patience and as it does in everything else in life. Thank you for your time. And um, I wish you all the best for your upcoming races. Thanks, Aditi. So, all right, friends, goodbye and stay safe. See you next month. I would like to thank all our listeners and if you like this episode and would like to know more on the world of running, please subscribe to our channel. And if you know of someone who is starting their journey into fitness and running, do share our podcast link with them. I would like to thank my friend Arvind for editing, sound recording and taking care of the post-production for this podcast. If you have any suggestions on improving the content of the show, or topics you would like us to cover, please share it by emailing us at connect at geeksonfeet.com. We generate running content for those seeking technical assistance to training, which is available in our show notes, or you can also reach us through Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram 